0: Game of Thrones oh my god and there's dragons you gotta watch it. you see them keep... there's this Earth's fight scene Fire. and guy really I it amazing guy or a girl mean and lost his hair your are fucking wedding. Wedding. I cannot
1: give you back your homes or restore your dead to life. But perhaps I can give you justice. In the name of our
0: Welcome to the Coffee Clatch Crew Game of Thrones episode review. I'm Jason Pistorino.
1: I'm Christina Lomingino.
0: The night is dark and full of terror, but we're here to shed some light on this week's Game of Thrones. Today, we're giving you an instant coffee episode for the season eight premiere.
1: Which we think is titled Winter is Here, although that's not yet official. We are recording this just after the episode one finished. And HBO has been very discreet about everything, including episode titles. However, as you pointed out, Jason, Season 1, Episode 1 was titled Winter is Coming, so it would only be fitting in our last season, the Episode 1 is titled Winter is Here.
0: Oh my god, so perfect.
1: In fact, we have some guesses at the remaining episode titles for the season, but we will talk all of that in our full review cast.
0: If you're new to our podcast, welcome. You're now officially a clatcher. Just a quick background of what we do. This podcast is more of a virtual water cooler. We're your soundboard. We don't pretend to know more than you. We do our research. Sometimes we're wrong, sometimes we're right, but we're always having fun.
1: Most weeks we don't have an instant cast, but with the premiere we are always so excited, especially in the last season. We had to give you just our quick thoughts on what we watched, including the big moments, plot-wise, character-wise, what were the twists and turns. Our questions that we want to dive deeper into in the full cast and our nominations for the episode's MVB, that's Most Valuable Bannerman. But then over on the full cast, we will give you more of the in-depth breakdown, the title meaning, the full crow's eye view, and that's the whole plot analysis. Our Raven ratings, what do we give the episode on a scale of 1 to 10, and the winners for MVB based on our selections as well as the poll that you participate in via Twitter at ckc podcast. So if you haven't followed yet, now is your time, cast your vote, and always feel free to write in, contact at CoffeeClatchCrew.com and email your fuller thoughts or your predictions, your wild theories. We love to talk about those as well. We finish off the full cast with a spoiler section, sneak peek through the heart tree, what might be coming up, although I'm sure that information will be sparse this time around, and a deeper dive into some of the important topics of Game of Thrones. For instance, what was the long night.
0: And unfortunately, I think this year we'll have this segment the most. We will announce Who's Watch Has ended.
1: Oh, yeah, our deaths for the episode. Though luckily we didn't get any here in the episode one. Now, it's important to mention before we get into this that there was apparently a leak for the season premiere. We're hearing that it was available on DirecTV now four hours ahead of time. For those of us here in Eastern Time, that would be around 5 o'clock p.m. Subscribers started tweeting that they were able to see the episode.
0: And if you recall, I almost said last year, two years ago, the first three episodes were leaked.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that was the first time for this show that we had a leak either. So it was only up for a couple of hours before being taken down. I'm sure lots of people were able to view it in that time. Apparently, a representative for AT&T said, quote, Our system seems as excited as we are for Game of Thrones tonight and gave a few Direct TV Now customers early access to the episode by mistake. When we became aware of the error, we immediately fixed it, and we look forward to tuning in this evening.
0: You know, Game of Thrones is especially now, an anomaly. And HBO has been really good at doing these types of shows for so long now, but this tops them all. I think it's the last time where you know your friends, your family, people around the world are all sitting down to watch this live on TV because everything's streamed now.
1: There's actually been a lot of articles about that very topic.
0: It's also the last time where you go to the store and you go to buy Oreos and it says Game of Thrones. (laughs) You go to buy beer and your Bud Light is... Game of Thrones.
1: And I just love that. I'm so excited about this season, but I'm also sad because I don't want that type of community to end. That's exactly the type of thing we're trying to build here with CKC, sharing in that enjoyment, sitting there and watching the HBO screen and seeing the countdown timer come up, that clock that says three minutes until the final season premieres.
0: How amazing was that? It just hypes you up. And I love how season premieres are doing this more and more often. Westworld did it as well. That's another show we cover. Between commercials, they'll tease you. Game of Thrones, final season is up next. Then you get this really beautiful homage to the show, highlights, if mm-hmm. you will. And then Game of Thrones will start in eight seven, six, and you're just freaking out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we have family and friends calling up an hour before to talk about their theories and predictions, sending in texts and messages immediately afterwards about how amazing this show is. And truly, as the season goes on, you will realize that our style here at CKC, we are always honest about our reactions, what we thought about an episode. If we have some critiques, there were things that maybe we weren't wild about. We're going to put that out there. We try to reflect everyone's opinions. What you write into us, what we read, how is everyone feeling? What is the pulse beat about this episode right now? Of course, for Game of Thrones, that's usually always fantastic. We don't have a lot to nitpick with this show. I firmly believe, I'm not just saying this, it is the best thing on TV.
0: It's the best show ever. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword for HBO because it's your swan song. You'll never do better. mm We do have a spinoff coming up, and you bet your sweet ass the CKC podcast will be covering it. But you know what? They're already losing, just to the fact that we will be comparing it from the look, from the logo, from the name, from the actors... To this Game of Thrones. And I mean, it's an uphill battle.
1: It's inevitable, but we're going to be so sad that there's no more of this, that I think we're just going to be thrilled about anything. We talked about how there's going to be a documentary a few weeks after the season airs. We're definitely going to discuss that as well. All of this to say, clearly we are hyped to talk about this show. We are going to keep it brief in the instant cast and just try to hit the highlights ourselves. The short synopsis that was put out says the fight for the throne is coming to an end as the White Walkers penetrated the wall and marched towards Westeros. In the meantime, Jon Snow and Daenerys arrive
0: at Winterfell.
1: What I would say that really summarizes this whole thing is that it was an episode of reunions and preparation.
0: And we had predicted that. You have to set up the chess pieces. And that's exactly what Jon, Daenerys, and Sansa are doing. And we knew for a while that we would be ecstatic to see the Stark family seeing each other for the first time in a long time. And I think they really did well accentuating that through Arya's eyes as they marched in. Here's one character. Here's the Hound. Here's Gendry. And then she smiles. We're feeling what she's feeling. And it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I thought to myself, there are so many characters. And I know this was discussed in some of the interviews with the cast and crew, but so many people who haven't seen each other in a long time, who have all of this history built up. You imagine these incredibly tense or emotional reunions, what could go down between them. But then I thought, how are we possibly going to have time for that? And I was picturing in a whole six (laughs) season episode, but I feel like we got to 90% of them. In episode one.
0: Pretty amazing the way they That's were able insane. to do it. The reintroduction of all the characters that we love and miss. A few more things that I thought for sure we'd get, and we did. Daenerys meeting the Stark family and the awkwardness. I didn't think Sansa would be so sharp. Yeah. Would I say? Um, and I don't mean sharp as in sharp-witted, which she is, but uh, um, claws out, you know? And we see with a lot of the other, I'm just going to say humans, okay? Humans... Who can't get past this whole game of thrones titles? It's a lot bigger.
1: Yeah, and that's so frustrating and as a viewer. I don't want to say that's bad. It's not bad writing. This had to happen. It's just that part of a story that nobody likes. Nobody wants to see all of this time and energy being wasted on mistrust of Danny and. But John's supposed to be the king in the north, and we're only <laughs> gonna fight for the king in the north. In the meantime, you're watching Beric and Tormund at the wall. thinking, are we going to have time to make it back to Winterfell to tell them about this warning that was given to us? You just see the perspective of how little all of that matters, and yet it has to play out. I'm frankly shocked that Jon has already received the news in this episode, finding out about his true parentage.
0: What are your thoughts on Sam being the deliverer of that news?
1: I really like that. Me too. Because Sam is the person that is perhaps closer to him than anyone else. And it sounded harsh when Bran said it. Coming from Bran, it is crazy. But we learned that all of last season that he really is no longer the boy Bran, yeah. the human Bran, the brother. And most of John's growing up emotional bonding testing mm-hmm. was done with his brothers in the Night Watch, mainly Sam.
0: And I like how they were able to remind you of that with the hug, the embrace from John and the look that John gives. Look, Bran is on a different plane right now, plane of existence. He's there. He can hear you. Sort he can of. speak to you. <laughs> but he's also somewhere else, somewhere higher. More knowledgeable. He is reminding me more and more of the three eyed raven.
1: Now, the one part of that that I wasn't crazy about was having to make Sam the figurehead of worry, doubt. Maybe Danny isn't the right ruler. Maybe she could go a little mad queen on us. Somebody needed to bring that to the forefront and also bring it to John's attention. And so the way they did that was by him finding out how she had killed his father and brother. The problem with that is he hated his father. He was never very close to his family. I understand he's still going to be upset about finding that out, but it felt a little bit forced because we had to put, push the issue to John.
0: See, I don't find it forced. We've been waiting for this moment for so long. I think the delivery was not as clean as one would want it to be, but that's only because he was emotional about it. I think his delivery to John about the truth of who he is could have been a lot more soft. But again, it's because of the emotions he's going through. His
1: delivery was great. It, It makes total sense. I just mean having that kind of be the issue we hang our hat on. To bring to John as the evidence, if you will, that Danny might not be the perfect queen and that perhaps he's a little blinded, as Santa put to him at some point in the episode. Did you kneel to her? because you want to save the North or because you're in love with her? Are there things maybe that you're not seeing about the the equation? And I love the central thesis. It is going to obviously be very important. It has been for quite some time that John is the reluctant leader. People talk about this all the time. Maybe this is what's part of what makes him such a good potential ruler that he really doesn't want to be there. This power has been thrust upon him and he only wants to do the right thing for his people. The problem is most of the time I do feel that way about Danny too. I mean, there has been a lot of pushing season seven and season eight. She's got this long list of titles. She wants, she needs people to run through when she's announced and Well, Sansa doesn't have to like her, but she damn sure better respect her as the queen. They're really starting to hammer that home a little more. But there's nothing here that makes me terrified
0: she wouldn't be able to rule. But tell me, how perfect was it that this information to Jon was delivered in the crypts and you just saw Ned Stark's statue?
1: Yeah, we're going to break that down in the full cast, but there were so many really good parallels to season one, early Game of Thrones. Everything from when they first were riding into Winterfell and the little boy is scrambling up a tree to watch all of these people come down the road the same way as when Robert Baratheon was coming to visit, only this time it's soldiers. They go down to the crypts. They go to see the heart tree. Really great symbolism about this story coming full circle. What I like best, though, is the plan that our new small council, so to speak, whatever you want to call them, our advisors behind the scenes are hatching. I'm talking about Jorah, Tyrion, and Varys. The last smart men sitting around in a room is a good way to put it. And they talk about that. What do they have to bring to this table? Their age and their wisdom. And they really hope that Maybe this could be the first time there's a good man and a good woman sitting on the throne ruling together. Will the three of them make it through this story long enough to influence our two leaders to tell them that that's what's right and nothing else matters? Who knows? But I really want that to be endgame material. So speaking of Tyrion, he had his little reunion with Santa. That was a devastating comment she made, but cut right to the heart of everything we've been thinking Tyrion, you are supposed to be the smartest man in the world. Why are you making so many mistakes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we know his family is his weakness for as many issues as he's had with them. How could he truly believe that Cersei's going to honor an alliance with them?
0: That is true. Yeah. Maybe Tyrion needs to have a drink because it looks like he hasn't (laughs) been drinking for a while.
1: Well, Well, do you think maybe some cold, hard truths like that, something Sansa said, will start to wake him up? to that idea or if not jamie finally coming north and telling him she's out of her bird man
0: oh i can't even (laughs) wait till our full cast to discuss jamie walking in oh
1: the reunion we haven't gotten but we're about to with bran and jamie eight seasons in the making
0: (laughs) game of thrones is so good at opening storylines so smoothly that when you start to look back on the episode that you just watched and you start to think about these scenes and you're like, Oh my God, that just opened up that question. And then that idea. And, and then this, now that Jamie's here. And then it, it's, I can't, I don't understand how they're able to do this. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> I could say. It's so good.
1: Yeah, and we're definitely going to talk more about those individual reunions. I mean, you had John and Arya, Arya and Gendry, Arya and the Hound. We mentioned John and Sam. I really want to break down those interactions more.
0: You know, it's one thing we're going to go through all these little details in our full review on Wednesday. But one thing I can't wait for, I want to talk about it right now is John's reunion with Arya.
1: Well, that's another eight seasons in the (laughs) making one.
0: Under the heart tree, they've been apart for so long. Arya's face when they hug, well, John's face when they hug. She
1: runs and jumps into his arms the same way she did before they were parted. Last time when she went down for King's Landing and he went north to the wall and he gave her needle. (laughs) And he can't believe she still got it after all this time.
0: That interaction showing each other their swords. It was so beautifully done, and I felt the love. But just like everything that's going to happen this season, you have these moments of rejoice juxtaposed with the realities. So happy to see each other. Then as the conversation goes, you start to see that even Arya is saying, I'm defending my family. Are you?
1: Yeah, this was heartbreaking to me because in season one, we learn John is always sort of on the outside of this family Ned loves him and wants him to be brought in but because of the way Catelyn feels towards him it's translated in some of the relationships. Rickon was too young. He was on okay terms with Bran but again he was very young at the time. Sansa really did not like Jon. They did not get along. He had a great relationship with Rob who's now dead. He was closest with Arya. And he immediately thought in this way that we haven't seen John in a while. It was like he was transported back to his younger self. And he thought he was going to talk to her like an older brother. Ah, oh, your sister thinks she knows everything, right? What are we going to do about this? But immediately, instead of being on his side, the way they were as kids, she tells him, basically, I'm on Sansa's side. She is the smartest person I know and I understand why she's doing all this. I would get that if they had sold me more on the Arya and Sansa coming together last season. I always had a lot of trouble with that storyline. It was the one thing I wasn't wild about with season 7. It did feel like they were at odds all the way to the end until we find out that they've repaired this relationship. They're working together to overthrow Littlefinger. So I guess that was a hard sell for me here that she is so much on Sansa's side. And it's going to be the one to give John a little truth.
0: Well, this episode felt like the show knowing that every time Danny walks in or in this episode comes in on a horse, you're like, there's Danny. Oh my God. Look at her. Her her coat is dope. She looks beautiful. (laughs) There's her dragons. I love this woman. It feels like the show is making us and they do this all the time. Everyone is gray. We always say this. Mm -hmm. There's no good guys and bad guys, except for John. He's always good. (laughs) They're trying to remind us, hey, listen, She's gray. There are reasons to doubt her. Is she really meant to be?
1: But she's not bad. No. And John is right that they do need her. Mm -hmm. And we're getting these parallels to Cersei, who truly is a bad person and a bad leader. (laughs) And you're like, if only they could see what John sees. Now, the whole message is perhaps John is being a little blinded. And compared to anyone else, she wouldn't be a bad ruler, but John would be better. That's the bottom line of what everyone is saying. John really should be the one to lead.
0: But if they're together,
1: why can't they just be together yeah. and rule together? And that's kind of his whole point. And more than anything, I think that's what those scenes were meant to show us with John and Danny alone. And I know we'll break this down more next time, but John gets to ride a dragon. Oh,
0: that was so cool.
1: The moment we've been wanting to see. Maybe that's the biggest payoff we're going to get all season long. So let's revel in that for a second. Not just any dragon. But the one named Rhaegar, after who we now know, and John knows by the end of the episode, was his real father. Yeah. Rhaegar.
0: And we've known for two years, and we've kept a secret from John. <laughs> so there's a few things here with the dragons. Game of Thrones always teased the dragons, teased him, teased him, and then towards the end of the season, you get the dragon episodes. Hell yes. Except for last year, you get the dragon, and you're like, oh my God, he's dead. <clears throat> Episode one, a very expensive 10 minutes of dragons, at least.
1: I don't know if it was that long, but it it was some time. Yeah.
0: Revel in that, people, because when the war starts, we're going to see some dragons, but we're also going to see some dragons get hurt, die, be in pain. Our heart's going to be broken.
1: This looked visually beautiful. We say that every season that they get better and better at depicting the dragons. Now it's not just seeing them. It's not just seeing them fly or fight, but actually characters walking up, touching them, riding them, Mm. seeing from a top a dragon's eye view, if you will. Every quirk about John approaching and riding that dragon was hysterical. Where do you hold on? How do I do this? (laughs) Down to the best part. When they're finally alone and they start kissing, and he sees them watching over his shoulder like a dog Staring. would watch you.
0: Oh my God. So now we get in comedic moments with the freaking dragons. I love it. But
1: even more, making them something we're attached to, which they're really good at doing. The- It was a very dog-like quality to that moment, as fierce and intimidating as Drogon was. It's also kind of (laughs) cute, the way he's defending Mm -hmm. his mother. You know, Um, I truly have to doubt that anyone other than him would have been able to do that. In fact, I'm thinking to myself, is Danny out of her mind? Because she doesn't know that. She doesn't know he's really a Targaryen and why he's got this great kind of initial bond. It's one thing to pet a dragon and another to mount it and ride it.
0: Yeah, but she knows her dragons and she sees Regal's body language with John. So just like uh, if we owned a dog, right? And you see, you have a friend over, you see how the dog's body language is. You're like, oh, he's not going to, he's not going to attack.
1: At the same time though, you're right. But there's that other side of Danny that comes out in a very stealthy way when he's asking, you know, like kind of what if this doesn't work? And she's like, Well, tough shit. This is your trial by fire. (laughs) If you're going to be with me and be a part of this thing. Literally. You got to ride the dragon. (laughs) Yeah. Oh.
0: Clatchers, we want to thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And we often ask for your support. And you can support us by supporting our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Bombfell. Do you hate going shopping for clothes but still want to look good? Okay, listen. When I was young, I used to love going to the mall. I would shop all the time. But as I got older, I'm really busy. Going to the mall with all these people and all these different stores, walking in, seeing the plethora of things to choose and try on, I hate it. I make Christina go buy me clothes now. (laughs) Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. It is fully personalized. Every piece has been handpicked for you by your stylist.
1: So the process is simple. You complete an easy questionnaire. Tell them what you're looking for, the style that you like, other stores that you typically shop at. And then you're matched one-to-one with a dedicated personal stylist. They will email you their selections. Then you have 48 hours to preview the picks and make any changes. In other words, you're in total control.
0: And when they're asking you this questionnaire, they're not saying out of the blue, what's your style? They give you really great choices to choose from.
1: With images, it makes it so simple. Once you receive the clothes, you have seven days to decide what you want to keep and send the rest back. Their policy is keep more, get more. The more you keep, the more you save. For example, keep two plus items, you get 10% off. Three plus items, you get 15% off. Four plus items, you get 20% off. They never charge above retail price. You get convenient home try-on, and you can pause or cancel at any time. After you receive your selections, you can send feedback about what worked and what didn't, so your stylist can zero in on your
0: taste. We were lucky enough to become Bombfell members, and we did go through this process, and it was fun. I got to choose what my styles were, and when I got the email with what my stylist had in mind, she actually was dead on, so I didn't have to ask to change anything. But if I wanted to, it was right there. I got it in the mail, and when I opened it, I was like, Oh my God, it's things that I would never buy outside because I don't even know where to get it. I got pants that were super high quality and when I put it on, it actually made my butt look good. And I don't have much of a butt, so that's a big deal for me.
1: He was so excited he wore the outfit out that night. I was a little jealous because it's only men's clothing, but I could tell what your experience was. It looked great. It felt great.
0: And there's no anxiety because it's not like you're stuck with it. Whatever you don't want to keep, you put back in that box. There's already a posting on there. You put it outside in your mailbox. It's taken care of.
1: The best part about all of this, Bombfell is offering our listeners this incredible deal, $25 off your first purchase. Just visit bombfell.com forward slash CKC. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com forward slash CKC for $25 off your first purchase. Bombfell. Open and Clothes. We have so much negativity towards Danny and John kind of being the only voice on her side. I was really hoping that we would see more of Jorah standing up for her, that this mm. is part of the reason why he was brought back and we didn't see it in that scene. I think a big part of the problem with how Sam received that information is how Danny delivered it. Like no big deal. Unfortunately, eh, your dad and your brother had to kill them both. And Jorah's kinda like standing there not saying anything.
0: Well, he's giving a lot of looks to Sam. He's kind of like, he's talking to him via his facial expressions. It's not his place to speak right now. That's why he's not talking.
1: But Sam needed to hear a lot more than that. I think yeah. that is a big part of why he walked away feeling that way and then said the things he did to John. So I'm hoping that in future, maybe that's a big purpose for Jorah here is helping with that cause. Now, we also have to talk briefly about the things that went down at King's Landing. Cersei got the news that the undead have come through the wall. She doesn't really care. Of course, this is part of her whole plan, that she hopes that they take out the northern contingent. But unfortunately, we also have Euron back. And he's doing exactly what he promised. He brought the Golden Company back on his (laughs) chips. They have everything they said, well, minus the elephants. She's really not happy about that. She's
0: really not happy
1: (laughs) And he gets his way. In the end, he sleeps with her.
0: He's charming in a way. And I hate that I say that, but he is.
1: Yeah, that is supposed to be part of his character. He makes it sound when he's talking to Yara, like he's just here for a good time. And if this turns out to be the losing team, he'll be quick to jump ship. Do you think that's true? What is the comment in the end about putting a prince in her belly? How does that equate to we already thought she was pregnant? Maybe she's lying.
0: Uh, well, your first question, it's obvious that he is scheming, right? So best options. Well, if you have a baby with the queen, I mean, that's the best option. Mm-hmm. But even if he did that and things went awry, he'll leave. He's not honorable or anything. Mm. He'll just leave. He killed his father, for God's sakes. He, he's a man of no remorse. He's scheming, self-important. He is someone you have to be concerned about.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's somebody like that that's going to be part of her downfall. For all of Cersei's arrogance that she thinks she can control everyone, they're all just pawns in her game, that that could come back to bite her with a man like this, that she thinks she's got wrapped around her finger. It's so clear that she really doesn't. We just get that last step with her in this episode. If there was any shred of redeeming quality about Cersei, we talked about how she used to love her children, could that extend to the remaining family she has left in any way? She has tried to pay Bronn to commission him that should her two brothers ever return from the North, she wants them killed. So, no. There's, there's nothing good left
0: about no, Cersei. Nothing at all. But do you think Bronn would kill Jaime?
1: And Tyrion. Two men that he has served and seemingly yes. liked. No, I don't. I don't. No. Okay. I think that would totally ruin his character if he was willing to do that just for some gold.
0: Even though he often joked with Tyrion that it was all about the gold. He but. <laughs> did, but
1: you know that he liked both of them. Yeah. And I'm I'm really hoping maybe that's how they find out the truth is from Braun, just saying enough oh, yeah. is enough and fleeing oh, that's and, and when telling them.
0: That's how Tyrion finds out. I like that. I hope so.
1: Well, and lastly, let's talk about that scene in the north at the wall. Turns out, yes, Tormund and Beric did make it through. As we had speculated coming into this season, they survived mm-hmm. the portion of the wall coming down. They're looking around in the dark. They nearly attack until they realize that. Oh, that was funny. The other group of men is actually Ed and his guys.
0: So many funny moments.
1: So glad to see Ed is still here, too. Yeah. I predicted him to make it all the way through this season. So that's right. I'm hoping he's hanging around. But they find this really terrible message from the Night King.
0: Yes, they did. But real quick, if you guys haven't listened to our prepper cast, I think it still holds some weight. You should definitely check that out. We discuss who we think will survive this season.
1: Who will live? Who will die? What are some of our major theories and predictions for season eight? And most of which, yeah, we have no answers to yet. So (laughs) definitely check that out. Do you see any symbology to the arrangement of the message that he sent, if you want to put it that way? How it's artistically, I hate to even use these words, but put out there on the wall for them to find the fact that they
0: have to burn it. There's definitely significance there. Um, This is an Instacast, so I have to look at it again. I have to do some research. So I'm not even going to begin to broach that until Wednesday.
1: That's fair. Just to say that we have seen these spiral shapes before. Yes. It's something that the White Walkers do.
0: We saw it in the cave.
1: Why it holds significance to them, we don't really know. But the burning, the fact that we know it's probably going to take fire to defeat them, there has to be something that we're going to look back on later and say, oh yeah, this was a big moment. So we don't really know what's going on there. In fact, it's not even really clear where they actually are because it's so dark out. We are assuming it's the wall because why would Ed and the men be there to bump into? But I'm sure this is a quick clip. We're going to go back to that later. The main message is that they have to try their best to get to Winterfell and warn John and the men what's coming before the undead arrive. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Um, No, I think that they'll get there.
1: You do? Before the Undead Army? Yes. Well, that would be great. So any other thoughts here quickly on our instant cast? Of course, we have a million more things to break down in the full cast, but anything we missed?
0: Well, we missed a lot. So many details that we want to go through. I think for the instant cast, besides bringing up some questions, I think we're good.
1: Well, we loved this episode. I love everything that I believe is coming for the future of this season, even though it's probably going to be painful and difficult <laughs> as well. It is so much fun talking about it. We are glad to have you all back with us. We can't wait to hear your thoughts on the episode, including your vote for MVB, Most Valuable Bannerman.
0: So our poll every week is on Twitter. If you haven't done so yet, follow us at podcast. At the end of every episode, we'll ask you, what are your thoughts? Who is your MVB? And you become part of the water cooler. It's really fun.
1: Twitter only allows us four options, which can be difficult at times. But the four most influential we thought for this episode that we put up there for you to vote on are John, Danny, Sam, and Cersei. Also, if you're not familiar with the way our MVB works, this isn't always a good guy. Sometimes it's a bad guy. I think the Night King has gotten it once before. It's any character who was most important to the episode really influential in moving the plot line or the narrative forward, had huge character moments, things like Sam sharing the news of mm-hmm. John's parentage with him this time. So we will find out the results to that on our full cast, plus so much more, including some of our dangling questions. What will John do with this knowledge about his parentage now? Will it matter all of this mistrust over Danny once the undead come? What is Cersei's master plan? We will break down that opening title sequence. I hope you were as excited as we were to see that and all of the changes that happened, as well as any potential spoilers coming up for the rest of the season.
0: So much more is left to come. Just a reminder, we will not be doing instant coffee episodes until maybe the last episode. Unfortunately, we have real boring jobs, so we can't stay up this late every week, or else we'll lose our job and have to work at the wall.
1: This is a bad time to be employed in the Night's Watch. It really is.
0: (laughs) So if you love what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review. Tell your friends about us. There's so many Game of Thrones podcasts out there, and we get lost in the weeds sometimes. But we try really hard to stand out. And we try our best to be the coffee clutch you need and the light in that darkness. In the darkness. Yes, that's right. Winter's here. So till Wednesday, this round's on me. This round is on me. Please hang up and try again.